Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I'm Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Last time on Distinguished Adventurers, at the top of Wonder God's Tower is a massive vault filled with three ancient dragon hordes worth of riches. But all of that power and magic in one place for that long became a malevolent force of its own. And when our party arrived to claim the horde, it attacked them, bent on claiming their lives to add to its own treasure pile. And that is where we begin tonight, in the middle of combat. Welcome to Distinguished Adventures. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Oboe. Tonight, I have a shot of fireball, because the fireball continues until we run out of fireball, in a bunch of ginger ale with a little bit of lemon, and it is quite good. We were a little worried that this was going to be incredibly strong in multiple ways, and it's actually quite nice, and I am happy. You know what? We don't have a fireball shot for tonight, even though I'm drinking the fireball for tonight, so I think it only fair to then pass along to Jonathan. What are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. And first off, I want to say, Lauren, uh, based on our conversation just a second ago before we started recording, I bought the club. <laughs> we were, I, I was trying to get Lauren to do that thing where I'm like, oh, no, don't let me buy this thing, please. It's, it's cheaper and on sale. And I was like, I don't need it. And I should probably start saving money. Bought it during the intro. Oh, yep. There we go. All right. All my fault. All my and fault, everybody. I've got a truly. I'm, I'm, ba I'm back to drinking again. I got a truly. <laughs> I'm a bad influence. You know who else I'm a bad influence on? Travancore. What are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening. And what am I going to say when we start a new campaign the good people of Faerun? I don't know. Is a glass up with of sea glass. Pinot is a creature or noir? It's Pinot Grigio. It's not a black. Not black. It's, it's, I thought myself, and I actually sent one, the picture all classy style to the whole group here on our on our group chat because back in the day we used to send post pictures of our drinks and i thought if this is the one of the last times i'm used to fighting with this character you know let's mark the occasion oh so i've never had this before Ooh, live tasting as a as a final drink i like it okay there's some there's some pretty notes there i like it i figured i'm making chicken enchiladas tomorrow and one of the Ooh. ingredients is white wine so i thought even if it's bad i can use it to cook if nothing else yeah, but go. that's quite enjoyable. I'm, I'm not not too bad for for what I paid for it. I'm pretty happy with it. Excellent. Good deals are good deals. I have no transition from that. You know what? I'm gonna go back to the earlier transition. You know who else I'm a bad influence on? Bernie. What are you drinking? I do have some hibiscus cold brew tea, but it's not really what I'm drinking so much as what I'm eating because we are now officially in spooky season. Yay! Yay! And I have a Reese's pumpkin. And a Reese's hey! bat and a Reese's ghost because he even found a variety pack. Oh, is that nice? That nice ASMR crumple crumple as I open up my Reese's pumpkin that barely looks like a pumpkin. But I, who cares? It, I mean, it. It's so. Here's the thing: the Reese's pumpkin and the Reese's bat. Like the Reese's bat is just the Reese's pumpkin, but with another set of divots on the bottom. But the ghost Aww. is good, and and they are tasty. Though I did find out they have palm oil in them, so. Oh no! Oh yeah! It's like we yeah, already have the bag. About that. Mm. 
I'm just gonna have to see if there's god my how do I levels levels oh my god good lord almighty sorry friends let me we're fighting tiny internet issues we're and fighting technical all issues kinds of technical issues today but yeah. all that is to say um, like you do that I'll, I'll enjoy these and then I'll try to find if anybody so I know like a lot of people like when we have whenever someone in my work goes to the U.S. it is their job to bring back Trader Joe's peanut butter cups and so if anybody knows of like any company that is in Canada that is not Reese's that is not owned by Hershey which is I mean we all know if you know of a place that makes holiday shaped peanut butter cups in any way shape or form please let me know if they're available in Canada if they're available in the United States I have family in the US I will have my, I will do how my mother ordered them and shipped them to me I I'm happily looking for an alternative for those of you who don't know why palm oil is bad I don't want to be a Debbie Downer but that's what Google is for. Yeah, it is. If, yeah. You, if you like the beautiful biodiversity of this world and you dislike child labor. Yeah, I mean, that's that's two pretty, pretty high things on my list of, of importance. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it's time to stop buying Hershey's anything. <laughs> nope. You got to go to Canada and buy Coffee Crisp. But if you also understand that like one person's actions are not necessarily like end all be all you can you can go look at the many campaigns that are pressuring Hershey's to change their manufacturing processes and if you're sitting there going I Halloween's coming up I don't have a lot of options then buy your Halloween candy and also sign on to one of those do do what you can do and don't struggle to be perfect because Certainly this company doesn't care if they are. So <laughs> do what you can. Do what you can because no one is perfect. Do what you I can because no one that is, is very, perfect. Exactly. And I think that's amazing advice for anything. If you've already bought it, don't throw it away because you find out it's environmentally damaging to make. That helps nothing. It's not doing anyone any good in a landfill. Eat all the chocolate. Eat it all. Eat everything. Yes, I'm a, a bad influence. You know who else I'm a bad influence on? Carlton. What are you drinking? Uh, today, because, you know, it is October and officially spooky season, but it was also over 85 degrees today here, so I'm not drinking hot apple cider like I was planning on to. Uh, mm. I am drinking uh, a Shaka tea, uh, which is guava ginger blossom, and I picked it up at Target because I needed to grab a can opener on my way home because, you know, you, you lose things when you move from, you know, cross country, and we're like, Oh, right. Hey, listen, if, if all you lost was a can opener, then Bravo. I mean, there's you, probably more. We're still unpacking boxes now that we have our own place and not with my in-laws. It's like, oh, cool. We're... So it's like, we've been using my in-laws can opener for the last six months. <laughs> and now it's like, and, wait, we need a can opener. You know what? Also, bravo to you for not stealing your in-laws can opener. I like nice things. You know whose can <laughs> opener you're trying to steal? Uh, Wendergod's can opener at the top of this hoard. Are there can openers inside of this hoard? Yes. Golden, expensive can openers. Is that what Jonathan fixated on? Is a fucking can opener? That's, that's no. up to him. I, no! <laughs> I am a kind and just DM, and if I'm going to make him lose his turn, I'm going to let him decide what he's fixated on. Because you know what? The joy of level 20 characters is that you can say, listen, whatever you say is there, it's there. Because the world is your oyster, and nothing is too overpowered at this point. 
But for those who might have forgotten what happened last week, let me give you the TLDR of where we are. We are starting round two of this battle with the Spirit of the Horde, which looks kind of like a dragon. It's dragon-ish shaped, but it is very clearly made out of the gold and platinum and jewels of the amazing wealth that is around you. It had just, if I remember correctly, breathed on all of you. And yeah. except for Carlton, yeah. y'all are really hurt. Bernie and Jonathan managed to maintain concentration thanks to some amazing natural 20 rolls. So Bane is still up on the dragon, the spirit of the horde, and Fly is still up on the two of them. There is still a spiritual weapon hanging around. There is a giant area of, I forgot what Travancore cast. Uh, it was Erupting Earth, I think. Okay, Erupting Earth is a giant area, although the dragon managed to fly out of that. And Travancore is surrounded by what looked like coins, but turned out to be horde scarabs, beetles that look like coins. The dragon had just moved and breathed and bad things had happened. Our characters are spread out a little bit in this horde. No one is directly next to the dragon at any specific point. But like I said, I believe y'all are a little, uh, a little hurt. But we're starting at the top of the round with Travancore, who is fairly far away from the dragon, from the spirit of the horde, but is surrounded by a swarm of beetles. What would you like to do? Oh, boy. Um, so I got a couple options here. Um, Travancore's in a pretty bad way. Like, I feel like if I try and move away from these beetles, the attack of opportunity would bring Travancore down to zero. I could cure myself, but then I don't know what's happening next. I don't know if I should save that or if I try and do some damage on the giant money dragon. And may I say, all the years I've spent, decades at this point, talking about DuckTales, how appropriate that the end boss is basically the money bin. Also, I've not forgotten that I've promised you all that if you survive this, you do get to go swimming in this horde. I promised you a swim in the magic horde. So, Well, if anything is worth dying, it's for the chance for my friends to be able to swim this money, even though I don't wake back up. All right. So, <laughs> so you know what? There's a much better healer on deck who may or may not heal me. Let's find out. In the meantime, either way, I'm good. Let's, let's go with arrows. Arrows are good. Here we go. So what we're going to do is, I think I'm going to take my uh, my sharpshooter feet. What was that? 22 minus 5. I want to take the sharpshooter to that, so 17 to hit. 17 does not hit. Nope. Okay. You were thinking a little too much about all of the, the options that you had, and so that first arrow goes a bit wide. I got greedy. That's fine. At least it's 100 marked. I'm going to roll just plain Jane arrow this time. Okay. Oh, well then. I get, now, now it's actually proper 22. That does hit. All right. And roll your damage. Damage. It's going to be 12 plus, oh, nice, max damage. 12 plus 6, so 18 total. 18, nice. Well, I'm just going to ask, is there anything else you'd like to do as this arrow, the second arrow does sink into the horde? Ah, uh, uh, gosh. Okay, yeah, Travancore is going to stay put because if he moves, they're going to bite him anyway. Um, Shadow can't do anything because the guy's not near him, so I think I'm done. All right. Bernie, it is your turn. All right, so it is a good thing, as it turns out, <laughs> that I uh, did not burn my ninth level spell slot. Oh yeah, you were gonna do spiritual weapon at ninth level. Instead, but... we did it at eighth level, which was smart because everyone's basically dying. I know I only have thirty-one hit points. I'm pretty sure everybody else is on the same margin of death. 
Yeah, how are we looking? Worse. I'm down to 26. Okay, what about Jonathan the Magic Muscular? Where are we at? Uh, 50. Okay. At 150. And- <laughs> Yikes. Um, and, and- The dragon's doing okay. Dragon's a little, <laughs> little bit health, you know. good for the dragon. How about Carlton? Where's Carlton at right now in terms of hit points? On a scale of 1 to 241, I'm sitting at around 193. Okay, okay, but that's that's expected. That's fine. I've been I have looking... one job, and it's to take <laughs> hits. You And you do it so well. And you also give hits. I would say I you have hits. more than one job. And it's like if you wanted to say you had one job, I would just say it was hits of the taking and the giving variety. But now oh, I yeah. get to use... Mass heal. Ooh. Ooh. Describe it in all of its glory. A flood of heal. And I don't know where the bear's at, but I assume the bear's not down death's door. Okay, that's... You know what? You've taken much better care of Shadow as the game has gone on. He's been doing good. A flood of healing energy flows from you into injured creatures around you. Uh, you restore up to 700 hit points, divided as you choose among any number of creatures that you can see within range. Creatures healed by this spell are also cured of all diseases and any effect making them blinded or deafened. They have no effect on undead or construct. So basically, everybody except for said dragon is going to be back up to full health. I'm not going to do the math on that. Assume you're back up to full health, please. Okay. I'm doing the quick math right now. And with 700 hit points, you very easily can get everybody up to full um, describe, since this is the first time you've not only cast Mass Heal, but a ninth level spell, describe what this looks like when Bernie casts it. I feel like a lot of times people are like, the more powerful the spell, like, the more, like, like, zhizhi shit that goes into it. But I am a person who thinks that, like, it should either be silly or... <laughs> Like, if it's going to be superpower, like, it's going to look like it's, like, a big deal. It should look utterly ridiculous, in my opinion. Okay. But I just think for mass healing, you guys remember at the end of The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Okay. Everybody's like, "Mm, do tell how this has anything to do with healing. When King Trident dips the trident in the water and it's just like this golden glow goes over everything and ariel's got her legs back and her voice and then everything turns into some nice wedding cruise ship which really we should know by now don't have parties on a cruise ship don't don't have a party that people can't leave but it just is like imagine that but this golden glow flows off of Bernie like this beautiful, subtle, sparkly wave. And and it whispers, there are black mermaids. You should get over yourself. And those are healing words. And yet, yet, it washes over almost everything. It does not, as it is creatures of my choice, it does not wash over the dragon. I want to be really clear here. There's no, this, it's like almost like it just hits some kind of weird invisible wall and it crashes into the invisible wall and it kind of shakes its little non-existent glowy head and goes, "Mm, not you, Uh, but everyone else is back up to full health and uh, all of you who were blind for the duration of this are no longer blind or deafened. So Travancore is opportunity you can see. Yes, Travancore is like <laughs> Travancore is just like you have this like uh like this 
this blinking moment. We're like, but, I can see! And we're like, wait. And then, yeah, to bring a more modern reference in there, it's like, just imagine the ocean from Moana, like, looking at the dragon, the turning away, being like, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. no. The ocean did not choose you, dragon. Uh, what I imagine, because of where Bernie is, is that the golden wave spreads out, basically, to the east on the map, behind her, and so it doesn't even approach the dragon. It's just like, Everyone, you know when uh, awesome people in a movie are walking away from an explosion? This is the healer equivalent of that. Meanwhile, would you like to move and or bonus action? I am going to bonus action because as we recall, the tax man cometh for us all. Yes. And nothing is certain but death and taxes. And I have brought both of those to them, bring both of those to this dragon tonight. All right. So uh, with our level eight faceless irs worker swing that swing that briefcase that's a 25 that definitely hits go ahead and roll damage and hey i do 25 damage would you look at that briefcase comes around and clunks this horde on the side and would you like to move bernie needs to move sure bernie needs to move she's gonna hide behind carlton all right. You swoop on around on Coco Snoot, positioning yourself behind Carlton. She's going to say, go get him, Carlton. And she's going to pat him on the butt. And she's like, I believe in you. Just before Jonathan goes, the spirit of the horde is going to take a legendary action. And Carlton. Yes. Uh, see within 60 feet. The ground under you, which is not really ground. It is just Gems coins. and coins, and it's a little slippery. It's Scrooge McDuck Vault. It is, it is. And you've been able to keep your footing. You watched us that all turned into beetles. And so for a moment, you're afraid that that's what's going to happen. But something different happens. The coins seem to elongate and turn into cords of rope as they try to wrap around you. I need you to make a strength saving throw, which I know you're pretty good at, but, but let's see what happens. But every time I'm really good at something, the dice say otherwise. So, well, so I do have advantage because I was raging. Let's see what happens. A soft 20. That is enough. You are able to avoid being, you, you basically do that weird dance in one place and where you're able to avoid getting wrapped up by the coins. And then it is Jonathan's turn. Now, Jonathan, (laughs) because of a previous thing that happened in the last episode in the first round, you've become distracted by something in the horde. And it is going to spend, you're going to spend this entire turn going after that thing and digging it out. What does Jonathan see? So Jonathan the Muscular, being a, a wizard of the world, an adventurer, he knows the good stuff. It's like how Jonathan in real life knows a good gun in Destiny when he, when he sees it. Ah, I want that. He sees very dull green stone sitting under a couple of coins. It's a little green prism and his eyes widen and he flies because I think his fly speed is 60. Like, I don't know how, like, he covers that distance extremely quickly okay. as he goes headfirst after the stone, and uh, starts rooting after it. Okay. The spell does not say that you necessarily have to move away or closer or on a specific direction. So I think, yeah, you had started to kind of move parallel to the to the Spirit of the Horde, and I think that's probably the fairest thing. So go ahead yeah. and move 60 feet. 
And uh, yes, you spend your action digging into the hoard. Go ahead and high or low. Got to go high. All right. Go ahead and roll me a D100. It's 66. Oh, it's almost nice. Yes. You yeah. are able to grab this, this little green gem out of the hoard itself. What, what did you grab? It is an iron stone of mastery. Awesome. You pick it up. It is epic. You know exactly what this thing does. You don't even have to identify it. They're just in your gut. You know exactly what it does. And as your turn comes to an end, you are no longer charmed. And so you have this weird moment of joy over having this awesome thing. And wait a second. Hold on a moment. What was I supposed to be doing again? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome back. We're, we were dying. It, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I found this. And he holds up the little gem. He's like, this is really cool. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll begin the blasting momentarily. And Proud that, of you, that bud. could not wait. That just, Bernie looks at it, doesn't know what it is. She's, she's like, that? Yeah, that. That couldn't wait. Actually, Carlton, would you like to put that up your butt? I think that'd be fair punishment for what Oh, no, happened. no, 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 no. <laughs> this is, this is going around my head. I thought you were about to say this is going up my butt instead. <laughs> <laughs> the the IUD suppository of mastery. <laughs> I mean, as much as I would love to have that kind of book ending on this game, it is not that kind of game. And so book ending. <laughs> the book ending. Like, how'd you get so good at pooping? Well, let me tell you, friend, it's not a <laughs> conventional method by any means, but I've never been so regular in my life. This is why we are not a, a podcast suitable for children. No. I'm sorry. I'm hold on. Let's pause on that note. Kids, if you find poop funny, <laughs> then good. It's funny. The word poop is funny is. to say. You can't say it without making a silly face. So it's fine. Also, take this as the joy that just because you become an adult and get older doesn't mean you can't laugh at poop jokes. If you're yeah, if you're an adult and you're like so immature to make poop jokes. I'm sorry you lead a joyless life. Carlton, do you lead a joyless life or are you happy to rush at this dragon? Well, first, since Bernie was telling me to shove the ion stone up my ass, I turned to her and I'd be like, Bernie, it's been five years. I mean, three weeks. I've grown a lot in this <laughs> time. Weeks. I know, I know, and I appreciate that. But uh, and then I'm going to charge it, whatever, because it's not been you know, five years in real life, but like, you know. It's been a year. It's been a year. Although that does include a little bit of a Feywild time skip, and that does not include Carlton, your special time in the Feywild. Yeah, anyway, so. your special you like time in the Feywild. I got plenty of movement to charge the dragon after telling Birdie that I've grown past shoving things in my butt. Awesome. And then uh, first verse, same as the last. Uh, we're gonna do a couple of swings. Also, if you like putting things in your butt, that's totally fine as long hey, as you do I, it in a safe consensual manner yeah i'm not i'm carlton uh, enjoys lots of pleasures privacy of your own home yeah not you Absolutely. know in a cave with wearing a loincloth you have pants sword of answering there's a sword does a 30 hit yes a 30 does hit all right 16 points of magical slashing awesome second go uh i don't know why i rolled that with advantage so we'll just say i'm reckless okay because apparently i accidentally did that all right so reckless. Boom! Uh, nice. Woo! Everybody drink. Everybody drink. I'm running out of drink. Stephen won't All right. anymore. 
Go ahead and tally up that damage. Do the, it'll do the take thing a... that because it takes forever for me to do crit damage because of all the bonuses. It does. And while while this creature, this spirit, this amalgamation of objects is starting to look like it's having trouble holding itself together, it is not necessarily on death's door or whatever destruction's door. So while you tally that up, it is Shadow's turn. What would Shadow like to do? All right, Shadow doing all kinds of like math in his mind. His figures he doesn't have enough to get to uh, the dragon in flanking, but he does have enough, just enough to get to uh, Travancore in flanking. These uh, beasts sort of rip some money bugs off of him. Here's what I'm going to say. Technically, the scarabs that are on top of Travancore are They're on, on top of Travancore. Right, yeah. okay. So there's not flanking, Okay. but I'm going to say because Shadow and Travancore are so attuned to each other that I'm not going to make it be an issue for him trying to hit scarabs that are on you. He's not going to have to worry about hitting you. You just the won't AC have to worry about high. Shadow failing and biting you instead of the, sh- the scarabs. Oh. 54 oh. points of damage. Also, Carlton does 54 points of damage. Kel damage. Kel Listen, damage. it's classy when it's critical. It's very, very classy. Critically classy. Yep. All right. So Shadow rushes forward to your aid. Here comes a bite, because a bite seems to be the most efficient way to remove money bugs off of you, or so I'm told. Oh, 14 to a hit? 14 just hits. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I should know what Shadow's damages for a bite by now but i don't this is why we have character sheets and you know stuff to look at okay all right that's gonna be 13 damage total four of which is flaming yeah about half of these beetles get crunched and it's weird for for shadow it's a little weird because they look like scarabs but when he bites down on them they they have that crunch that's more metallic than actual creature and so it's a little Oh, uh, money bug crunch being part of this complete breakfast. Shadow's going in for another bite. Okay, that's going to be 23 to hit. Absolutely. How bad would it be for the team if I paused from this ultimate boss fight to use create food and drink to give Shadow an actual complete breakfast? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you know, they're like, Pop-Tarts are part of this complete breakfast. And they're like, here is a glass of milk. Here is a glass of orange juice. Here is an entire bowl of cereal and seven bananas. Mm-hmm. Also have a Pop-Tart. This is all the calories you need for the next six days. Mm-hmm. So would you say that, like when Shadow crunches these things, it's more like he's crunching into gelt than actual coins? Hmm. No, it's it's like he's biting into actual gold, but like really thin pieces of gold. So it's it is soft enough because it's gold and it's thin enough that he's and doing damage and these creatures are being destroyed, but no, they they just seem to be made out of the gold that is all around this horde. So not even a cho- chocolatey or beetly goodness inside. No, no, these these things are just made out of pure hate and gold. I'm sorry. What was the damage for Shadow? Fifteen plus four fire. Well, I mean not plus four fire, including four fire. Nice. This swarm is still there, but he has rent many many bugs out of it. Anything else? Yeah, no. Shadow's done. I was going to make a clever joke, but uh. But Shadow could not think of one at the time. He was too busy eating metal bugs, and it was not pleasant or conducive to humor. I mean, he was doing a very good job of it. At the end of Shadow's turn, the Spirit of the Horde is going to take another legendary action. And you watch as it it's not going to move, but it rears up a little bit. The bits and flakes of the parts of its body that are making up its quote-unquote wings rear back 
And instead of flying into the air, they just slam onto the ground, causing what's happened before, but it's happening again, this loud ringing noise, almost like a bell. And I need Carlton and Bernie to make constitution saving throws. Trying to double check well, if I get bonuses shit. for raging. Constitution? I don't think so. No, but... I don't. But I'm pretty con-heavy. So, DM, would you say that if you went to a large gathering of people with shared interests, and at the end of said gathering, you were trying to keep yourself from getting sick, you were making a con save? Yes. Yes, I would. I, I, I hate I you. I see you. I see you, uh, Jonathan. 14 constitution. 14 fails. Bernie, what'd you get? Oh, I got a 10. So I'm going to say, and this is just a hunch, Lauren, a 10 fails. Unfortunately, yes. For some reason, a 10 passes and a 14 doesn't. We just don't like multiples of seven here on Distinguished Adventures. One of these days, I'm going to make that happen and where all of it, there's there's a middle ground that you have to that you There's have to like, hit. there's a band of inside. Exactly. Yes. But in this case, uh, both of you are going to take 29 thunder damage. That's fine. As, We're as it fine. rings out. And then it is the swarm's turn. Which is going to, yeah, Travancore, it's going to stay on you and continue to try to bite you. So does a 16 hit? No. Uh, yeah. So as it's still disgusting, it's still horrifying. You're being crawled all over by these gold beetle things. But no matter how hard they try to pierce your armor with their little mandibles, nothing gets through. And then it is the Spirit of the Horde's turn. Lauren, can I ask you something really quick? Uh, looking oh. ahead. Always. Spirit of the Horde. Yes. Would you call it, as a spirit, an undead thing? I'm trying to decide if I'm going to make you roll for it. I have very few options to use this. Just give me a, a wisdom check. Roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier. Because this isn't really a perception. This isn't really a religion. This isn't really a nature. But Bernie knows undead. Because clerics. 15. Wow, that was a bad roll saved by my wisdom modifier. You're sure this is not undead. Despite the words that the DM is using to describe this creature, you don't know what it is, but it, you're pretty sure it's not undead. Damn. And in this, yeah, sorry. In this moment, well, let's see if it gets its breath back. It does not, so... Hooray! I manifested that by saying no in my head. Carlton has see. psychic powers now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, suddenly having to do math. While you're doing that, like, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if Carlton actually did have psychic powers, given how many times he had mind blank cast on him. There's got to be some lingering That's effects, true. one would think. <laughs> it's sort of like if you cast a uh, teleportation circle in the same place for a year, eventually it comes permanent. Am I blanking Carlton's mind permanently, like, after, like, 100, 200 casts or so? And it's basking that eternal sunshine. We'll find out. That is that is either a that or my question. nose just starts bleeding. Up <laughs> <laughs> me, why not both? Okay, this roiling mass of coins is the flavor of it. Is Carlton? It actually steps over you and moves. Essentially, what it's doing is moving around you. Yep. Uh, and same for Bernie's spiritual uh, tax man. It basically is now on top of the spiritual weapon. As the first thing it's going to do. A tendril that you've seen before, Jonathan, comes whipping out at you. It has disadvantage against anybody but me because of my uh, ancestral protectors. Well, 
This is not an attack. This is, Jonathan, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Damn it. <laughs> I get a seven. Jonathan, as as you stand back up and kind of reorient yourself and put yourself back in the moment, the same force that had dragged all of you into the vault now grabs you and you get yanked hey. next to the the roiling mass of this spirit. You take 22 force damage. All right. Now, Warren, yes, as hi. part of that, can I read you this and then determine if the second half of this ability would affect Jonathan? Is the first half that you have disadvantage against attacks against other creatures? Yeah, that, and then when the target hits a creature other than you, that creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. Sadly, I did not hit Jonathan. Uh, this was Jonathan made a save, so no. Got this it, okay. I was just checking to see because, like, he still got damage from a something. Yeah, but, but it wasn't an attack. Like, when yeah. I cast spells, it's not an attack. Right, so I was just clarifying. I totally understand. However, the bite and claw that is coming towards you, Carlton, are attacks. So well, <laughs> I can also do something else with my reaction and reduce Jonathan by 4d6 with my ancestral because he's now within 30, I believe, right? Let's see. Of you, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, Jonathan, you're going to reduce that by 15. So take 15 points back. Okay. A maw and two claws come at you, Carlton, and they are at advantage because you attacked reckless, recklessly. Yep. So the bite comes in, and I think a 32 does hit you. You know what? I think today it will, yeah. Today today is a good day for it to hit you. You're going to take 21 piercing damage and 17 poison damage. All right, so... First claw comes on in, uh, 21 to hit. That will beat my armor class, yep. And the second one is much higher, so... Both of the claws hit. The first claw is going to do 20 slashing damage. So halved. The second one is going to do 24 slashing damage. And halved. And that is the end of its turn. We are back to the top two. Travancore, what would you like to do? The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on October 23rd at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. E-R-G-O-Y-U-C-A-L-E-P-T. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Okay, this guy's still Hunter's Marked. Uh, Plain Jane Arrow Inbound. 28 to hit. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do 13 plus... Oh, nice max damage again. Six, so 19 damage on that one. Awesome. And then Hunter's Mark is going to disappear because I am going to cast... Gosh, what was the name of that spell again? Lightning Arrow at the... Let's see... Ooh, fourth level. I think that also means the the erupting earth goes away, right? No, that was a constant. That's instantaneous, I thought, not concentration based. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. No Please worries. Please tell me about lightning arrow. Lightning arrow. Here we go. 
Uh, the next time you make a ranged weapon attack during the spell's duration, the weapon's ammunition or this weapon itself is a thrown weapon, transforms into a bolt of lightning. Make the attack roll as normal. The target may takes 4d8 lightning damage on a hit, or half as much on a miss instead of the weapon range. Now, whether you hit or miss, each change reaches you within 10 feet of the target, and keep in mind this is a gargantuan creature, so I can get it far away enough from my friends that they won't have to worry about this. We'll take it. Must make a dexterity saving throw. Each of these creatures take two die eight lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. So there's two components to it: the hit or miss, and then and then the dex saves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here go we go. Go ahead and attack. All right. So that is going to be a twenty-two to hit. That just hits. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna roll the uh, four die eight damage first. So nineteen damage there. Not bad. All right. And then it's gotta do the dex saving throw. All right. Dex saving throw. You said does a fourteen save? Let me double Also, don't forget that this creature is baned. Oh, yes. That does not save. Then this creature is going to use a legendary resistance. Of course. And it will succeed. Ah. That's well, his second one, right? Uh, I think so. Okay. Well, hey. Do, does it still take half damage? Uh, I think if it succeeds, it takes like half damage. So it would be two die eight. So we roll two of those. Well, you still roll the whole thing, so it's still four day eight, oh, and, right. then and then cut you it cut in, it in half. half. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to do that because you'll actually get more out of that than you would if you just rolled half of the dice. That's true. Okay, so nineteen, so nine. All right, yeah, nine that's, lightning. That's something. Anything else? Um, I have a sort of protocol question. Sure. I mean, the creatures on you still get attack opportunity if you move. It depends on the creature. Mostly, yes, but some creatures are weird. Yeah. It depends on whether it's going to stay in that space or if it's going to come along for the ride, and you don't know at this moment. <sighs> if it comes along for the ride, it doesn't get an attack of opportunity on you, but it comes along for the ride. All right. I'm in a pretty good spot, and I got a bug picker ready to go. So <laughs> Shadow's kind of grooming you. Yeah, well, I mean, we had that relationship, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know what? It's one way or the other. It might be the last time I ever play this character. Travacore is going to try and like move like to the other side of Shadow. So, yes, they are going to try to bite you because they do not come for the ride. Okay. Does a 22 hit? Yeah, it does. All right. Here's the good news. Uh, you're only going to take five piercing damage. Well, that's not too bad. Here's the bad news. You have disadvantage on your next attack roll. Oof. Sorry. Okay, well, you know Fortunately, what? you didn't move until after your turn, so... <laughs> I got to cast Lightning Arrow, you know? You got to cast Lightning Arrow. And so I yeah, got a bug turn... ready to go. Disadvantage, but, and you know what? I still got a crazy high bonus, so I'm not too worried about that. And it's just on your next attack. And Shadow actually gets to do something while my attack, too, right? He's right there. The bugs didn't move, so Shadow is going to try and bite them. 22 to hit? Yes. All right. 14, uh, four of which is fire. As Shadow chomps down on the scarabs, uh, these are the last of them. What, how does Shadow destroy this swarm? Increasingly enraged that this breakfast is neither satisfying nor nutritious, Shadow is just sort of spite chomping right now, like a kid, for some for whatever reason, is eating like one of those aluminum wrappers of like a like a pudding pop can or something. You know how like you pull off the aluminum like foil on the the pudding pop, and for whatever reason, there's always that one kid who would chew on it eat, just to get the residual, like, pudding on there. So Shadow's yeah. spite-chewing at this point, and he's just getting increasingly angrier and angrier with every bite of him. This was not the breakfast I envisioned. Aww. Well, the good news is he destroys those scarabs, and Bernie, it is your turn with Jonathan on deck. All right. We're going to do a real quick measure to make sure that Bernie doesn't engulf any of her friends in flame. Yep, we're cool. <laughs> and now we're going to cast 
flame strike. So we are going to need the coin dragon to make a dexterity saving throw. It fails, and so it is going to use its last legendary resistance to that, succeed instead. But it will still take half damage. And depending uh, on how you roll, things could go really well. So we are doing this at seventh level. Uh, All right. So we're doing 5d6 fire and 5d6 radiant. I'm going to roll the fire damage first, and then we'll half it. Whatever half a 23 is for fire. Uh, it'd be 11. And 19 for the radiant damage. Is that 19 total or 19 half? 19 total. Okay, uh, so. The, a giant column of flame comes whooshing down from the sky as Bernie's best attempt to melt the golden dragon. And you do still, even with it managing to avoid most of this flame strike, it does. You see melted gold uh, and this creature is starting to fall apart. There's not much of it left. That's good because the bonus action is going to be your friend and mine, the tax man. Tax man. <laughs> That's a 12. Unfortunately not. The tax man does not cometh. It's, it's a little disconcerting to have the creature above it. Not enough resources to collect on people with fabulous wealth. Not yet, at we, least. We find out that this dragon is actually not a living embodiment of a horde, but the living embodiment of the Cayman Islands. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, would you like to move or is that the end of your turn? Bernie has noticed that there is a range to said dragon. And is doing her best to stay out of that. Yeah, she's going to back up. She's going to try to get minimum 65 feet away from the dragon. Uh, what is your current fly speed? I don't know. I feel I forgot. I'm on Coco Snoo. I don't know what my fly speed is. It's, it's Coco 60. Snoo. 60? Then yeah. we're just going to quite far out of the way. You move 60 feet back as uh, Coco Snoot gracefully backpedals in the middle of the air. Just a little back. It's like swimming doggy paddle backwards, which it's, I guess would it just probably be looks adorable. Absolutely. He kind of like shoulder shimmies backwards. As the end of your turn comes, just before said, Jonathan... I share tax and I am book. <laughs> just before Jonathan's turn, this creature is going to take a legendary action. Does it still want to do what I thought it was going to do? Yeah, it does. Bernie... Despite the fact that you are above the ground and have moved way, way ah. back, the coins under you roll and royal and turn to scarabs and fly up to attack Oh, that's you. not fair. Ah. They fly now? I mean, well, they're they scarabs. scarabs. I can't. They fly now. There was a whole episode of Tailspin about it. That's <gasps> fine because I have my little thingy, my little phoenix shield. Mm -hmm. If the well, land is going to go off. So just be prepared for that. All right. They do try to bite you. Does a 13 hit? No. All right. Finally. <laughs> you are you are surrounded by bugs. They are creepy crawlies. They are made out of gold, but they do not manage to pierce your armor. Jonathan, it is your turn. You're once again next to a creature that is very, very large. That's fine. Jonathan yells, uh, Carlton, Bernie, uh, something weird's going to happen. And Jonathan reaches back with his fist, closes it as he brings it down and yells the draconic word for meteors as uh, the meteor swarm. Meteor? Uh, meteors. 
Meyer. I would like to know how you are placing this meteor swarm. Are you going to make the dinosaur a meteor? Uh, (laughs) So I get four 40-foot radius uh, spheres. And normally I, I... I don't need four because I like we're I'm just casting it on one creature. So yeah. three of them are going to converge on the keeper of the horde, and so basically he's only gets affected once because like they don't. But the fourth one, what no, is going to land in uh, and uh, it's not going to affect Travancore or Shadow, but it is going to envelop the swarm that's uh, that's harassing Bernie and uh, Coco Snoot. Uh, to remind you, that is actually on top of Bernie. Ooh. Right. Oh, yeah. so do, are That's they- That's a precision. I they're can, sharing a space. They're sharing a square. Okay. I let I let Shadow not hurt Travancore with his attack because he is a ranger and it is his black bear and it is a, a little bit of attack. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Jonathan, you are an expert at fire and all things fire and meteors, and I know you can sculpt- you will not be able to shield Bernie from a meteor swarm. Oh, so um, I'm looking at sculpt spell. And just as a reminder, when you cast an evocation spell that affects other creatures that you can see, you can choose a number of them equal to one plus the spell's level. The chosen creatures automatically succeed against their saving throw and they take no damage if they normally would take half damage on the single. So it's not the square, it's the creature. Yes, but doesn't Meteor Swarm also do bludgeoning damage? It's still part of the evocation. Yeah, but you're you're sculpting the fire. Oh, I would assume me... when you do sculpt spell for something like that, it's like he's put a little umbrella up and the little... meteors go plink, 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 but and, in and like Coco a Snoot scarier ha- way. And Coco Snoot not having the opposable thumbs to hold an umbrella, he gets an umbrella hat. Okay, here is what I'm going to say. I will let you sculpt spell around Bernie. However, you can only drop one of the four meteors on the creature because it does say blazing orbs of fire plummet to the ground at four different points. Right, right. So like, so basically, yeah, uh, like normally it like you, even if you target a creature and you put it within like three of the circles, not all three of them are going to go off. It just gets affected by the, by as if, one or three is the same when it comes to this spell. So, okay, I thought you were talking about like doing this three times on no, top of the no, creature. It so it can't. But normally, when you cast this, like especially when you're up against a boss monster, you're only hitting one thing anyway. But you can hit strike multiple targets. I mean, it is a ninth level spell. I know, I know, I know. So okay, so I'm still I'm still a little wary about the fact that I'm letting you sculpt bludgeoning damage, but I'm a kind and gentle DM, so I'll let you do it. That's what it said. It's part of the spell. It's oh. but it's it's because of your fire. But that's okay. I'm letting you do it. Go ahead and what's the, the save I need to make? Uh that is gonna be a dexterity saving throw. I'm not even gonna bother with the scarabs because there's no way that they can they can make it. Let's see what the spirit of the horde does. Uh that is a failure. Yes. And it's out of uh, legendary. I was gonna just. I mean, uh, are, is it? Is it? I hope so. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say. How many Sorry, do you that, think it that's, had? That's a little metagamey. My bad. All right, here we go. I was actually gonna uh, do a. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm so drink now. I mean, it's it's a ninth ninth level spell. So Bernie oh. is sitting there when the sky opens up. 
indoors. No, it's even more terrifying than that. The sky doesn't open up. All of a sudden, there are just meteors falling from the ceiling. So you don't even get to watch them from like way up in the sky. Because the ceiling is like, I think I said 180 to 100 feet up. So basically, these things appear and immediately are on you. And Bernie's like, <laughs> get in the heat! Get in the heat! You, you don't even hear the here, it's fine because of all the explosions. <laughs> So, so for our listeners at home, what was the final damage? It's going to be, in case I have to you suss it out. You don't have to. Okay. It's going to be a total damage of 159 damage. All right. So I have good news and bad news. Uh-oh. So the good news is, well, there's several bits of good news and then one bit of bad news. The good news is, yes, the scarabs around Bernie are completely demolished. But at what cost? But at what cost? <laughs> the second bit of good news... The creature, the, the spirit of the horde, rattles and screams and melts under this onslaught. And then something else rises out of the, the ground as... This is because we were all children in the 80s. It is no longer one humongous creature, but you watch as a claw appears and then a wing appears and the wing is like inchworming its way out and a head appears. But behind the head, there is no neck and a leg and another leg and an arm. It has turned into nine pieces as this creature has broken apart. It was Voltron! <laughs> and you watch as literally two arms crawl their way, still made out of bits of this horde. It's They're acting like they're crawling out of the gold, but you actually, if you look really carefully, you can see the actual gold forming up into two arms, two legs, two wings, a tail, a torso, and a head. These are each considered large objects, so they are much smaller, but yes... Nine of them appear. What would you like to do? I mean, because you still, you, you still have a bonus action and you still have a, a movement. Okay, Jonathan the Medge Muscular is going to move back. He's going to fly back and up. So we'll say he flies up to and over f to the east four because we're not going to, I'm not going to make you do di diagonals. That I appreciate unfair. it. And as he does so, he's going to be, he's like, shit, shit, shit. Jonathan the Metromuscular made it worse. Jonathan the Metromuscular made it worse. And uh, he throws one of his uh, crowns of stars at, uh, we'll say if this if they are arranged like the dial pad of a phone, he throws it at number nine. I'll, I'll make things easy. And there are two arms, two legs, two wings, a tail, a torso, and a head. What would you like to hit? I have to go for the head. Okay, go for the head. All right, crown of stars incoming. 15, does a 15 hit? 15 does not hit. Okay. I think Jonathan is a little rattled and it goes a yeah, little Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I was going to use my last luck on it, but I was like, oh, I don't know what these things can do. I might need that. All right. Is that the end of your turn? That is the end of Jonathan the Magic Muscular's turn. Carlton, you've seen a very weird sight happen in front of you. And now yeah. instead of one yeah. massive creature, you've got nine slightly smaller creatures. I mean, they're bigger than you, but they're no longer like gargantuan. Yeah, I see Jonathan throw a meteor down and make our lives harder. He gave us and more killed enemies. Bernie. It looks like he's killed Bernie. Jonathan, look what you did. And I like gesture to Bernie. And then I see that there's, which one's in front of me? Well, which three would you like in front of you? The butt. The tail. I think the, the butt rose out of the tail. 
So, so yeah. the torso, the tail, and one of the wings is in front yeah. of you. Yeah, I, I got, I got the butt end of it because uh, it was looking at Jonathan. So that would make sense. I'm gonna poke it in its butt. All right. Uh, let's do this reckless. Sure. Thirty-two to hit. Absolutely. Twelve magical slashing. Okay. Twenty-five to hit. Yes. Ten magical slash. Ooh, I don't like that roll. I'm gonna use my ability to re-roll it. Sure. Eleven. One extra point. Eh, one more point. You force your sword to just go a little bit deeper into this torso, and as you rip it out, the torso disintegrates into platinum pieces and is gone. Guys, I killed the butt. <laughs> Hooray. Anything else? Yeah, uh, Carlton is now going to uh, move into the spot of the butt. Sure. Uh, and be surrounded by... The head, Actually, the tail, no, the wings. No, and... he's not, because that, oh. that would be a dumb flanking situation. And Carlton is not as dumb as he looks. But yes, I will actually... No, that'll provoke opportunity. No, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. All right. We're going we're gonna to pass it on. It is Shadow's turn. What would he like to do? Okay. I don't know if Shadow has enough movement to make it all the way to these guys or not, because they were where the other guy was. But if he dashes, he can get like two. And that's pretty much all he can do. All right. The pieces of the horde rear up. And this, this this starts to get weird. Okay, Jonathan, two of the arms come after you. Oh God! And they're they're inch they're like they're like the thing crawling across the. And I'm, Lauren, I'm assuming these are all considered separate creatures now. Well, considering the arms are going in one direction, the legs are going in another, the wings are going in another, and you destroyed the body. Yes, I'm are. just making sure because of the whole spirit guardian thing. These are considered separate or ancestral pro- ancestral protectors because I'm not a cleric. Yeah, let's see. That one's going to go after Shadow, and the, the rest of them are, are going to come up and surround Carlton. So, here we go. Jonathan, you got the two arms. They are going to strike out at you. Uh, the first is a 22 to hit. Uh, hang on. Let me see something. Plus five. Oh, that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, that hits. Did okay. You, I guess these aren't veined anymore, are they? They are not. These are different creatures. New and different and horrible. Yeah. And the second one was a 31 to hit. So the Ugh. first claw is going to do 19 damage. The second claw is going to do 18 damage. These are slashing. Slashing. Okay. So 18, 19, that's uh, 37. And then let's do some concentration checks at Avantage. Yeah, well, well, you let do me... a concent... Oh. I was going to say, let me before... Uh... I mean, you'll probably pass because you're super... Yeah, I, uh, I pass I'm going to spirit uh, shield you. All right, while the spirit shield happens... Uh, 16 points, Jonathan, that you get back. Okay. Shadow gets hit by a leg. A leg kind of comes up onto its disembodied back knee and claws at Shadow for a 26 to hit. Oh, that'll hit. Um, And that is going to be 22 slashing damage. Carlton, here we go. It's me. It's you. So first... Uh, 20 is your number. Okay. A leg is going to hit. Okay. Another leg is going to hit. The wing is going to hit. The other wing is going to hit. So I'm going to do those four attacks first, and I'll give them to you separately. So that's 23 slashing damage, and and you got to have these. 20 slashing damage, 16 slashing damage, and 18 slashing damage. Okay. And then the tail and the head are going to team up on you. Dinky. The tail hits, and... The head hits. Fortunately, despite the fact that they had advantage on all of these, none of them crit. So that that's at least good. The tail is going to do 14 piercing damage and 8 poison. 
The head is going to do 21 piercing damage and 10 poison. Okay. Carlton does not feel good. Does not feel good. Of wings and legs and tail and head and all of these pieces, they go after Carlton. Fortunately, that is the end. Travancore, it is your turn. Six hits. (laughs) I just took it. Okay. I had still a disadvantage on my next attack, right? Yes, but only the first one. Oh, all right. All right. In that case, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do plain Jane arrow on the head. Okay. All right. 18 to hit. That does not hit. At least it, I have one more attack, and uh, this time I'm actually going to use a lightning arrow again. All right. Fourth level. And then I'm aiming for the one in the left-hand corner. It has a 10-foot radius, so this will protect Shadow from anything that will hit, potentially. Okay. So those that's a splash range, basically. 32 to hit. That absolutely hits. Awesome. All right, let's see. I got to do a bunch of deck saves. Uh, well, first, let me roll the damage on the one that uh, I hit in the corner that I was aiming for. So that is going to be... 27. As you hit one of these legs, the lightning courses through it, and it it makes the entire leg explode as coins go flying everywhere, as you just decimated that leg. Or half of, Oh, they have, the rest of them have to roll a deck saving throw. So three of them are making deck saves? Uh, I believe so. Like uh, The one in front of Shadow fails. The one to the left of Shadow got a natural 20. Just might be the only way that these things succeed. And the third one fails. So what happens? All right. So the ones who fail are going to take uh, 10 damage. Okay. And the ones who pass are going to take half of that. All right. A wing and a leg look super hurt, question mark. Uh, one of the other wings is is still looking pretty hearty. Anything else from Travancore? Well, Shadow's going to use his uh, his bonus action to bite one of the, the one to the left of him. Which one actually looks, actually, which one looks more hurt? The one, the left, it would be the one to the left of him, right? The one to the left and the one in front of him are pretty hurt. The other one is the one that managed to squirm out of the way just enough to only take half damage. All right, all right. So maybe the one to the left of him then. Uh, here comes a bite. Sure. All right, 26 to hit. Absolutely. All right. Okay, that's going to be 12, um, three of which are fire. And a second leg does, is destroyed and becomes once again part of the inert horde. Anything else? All right, Shadow and Travancore are done. Bernie, it is your turn. All right. As a bonus action, Bernie is going to uh, heal at seventh level. Actually, first thing she's going to do is she's going to move up 30 feet so she's within 60 feet of Carlton. Sure. Uh, She has that amount of movement. And then she is going to cast heal as her bonus action. And Carlton will get 33 plus 14 back. So Carlton gets 57 points of healing back, and I think nice. I'm back up to full amount. Nice. Thank you. And then as her regular action, she is going to cast Guiding Bolt. It's been a while, but it's a useful spell, especially at higher levels. It's so good. What would you? Who would you like to target? I'm going to cast it as sixth level because I want to make sure these things die. Carlton, I wasn't able to heal you as much as I would have liked. Honestly, that's good enough because I think that should give me another round of living. Do you think you can get them all? I could probably get two. You can get two. One to two. You can get two. All right. Um. So Bernie One to two. is going to cast Guiding Bolt on the glass cannon that is in between her and Carlton. Sure. That'd be one of the wings. 22 to hit. 
Absolutely. And that would be, oh, it's radiant damage. How lovely. I feel like radiant damage is so classy. And I'm only saying that because I'm a cleric. All right. That is 31 radiant damage. Your incredibly classy uh, shot destroys this wing. Uh, Just a tiny little hole right through the middle and then it just disintegrates. Anything else? I think I have exhausted everything I can possibly do. All right. Jonathan, it is your turn. You have two arms next to you. That's fine. Jonathan. Fluffer Nutter. I got it. Uh, So Jonathan, uh, the magic muscular, targets an area that is right in between himself, Carlton, and uh, Shadow. And a familiar blue fireball erupts that should engulf all of the remaining limbs, plus uh, Carlton and Shadow, but they are safe. All right. So we got dexterity saving throws. That's a failure. That's a failure. Uh, 17? Uh, Failure. Failure. Dirty 20? Uh, That'll succeed. All right. So that's that's four failures and one success. One more. I got to do. Yeah. Uh, 19. Meets, so it beats. Meets, okay. So two of them succeeded, four of them failed, but let's see how much damage you do. Uh, well, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to over-channel into this fireball, so it does max damage, so that's going to be, uh, 65 damage. Okay. Jonathan, describe in gory detail the final death of this creature. Yay. <laughs> Jonathan is like, Shadow, uh, Carlton, uh, heads up as the blue fi- as the blue fireball erupts. And uh, of, of course, as many, many times before, roils around them harmlessly to them. But all of the little, oh, no, no, not little, all the limbs are like, eh. you actually hear a little, eh. and it's like, how do they make that? They don't have vocal cords. They don't have thing. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Magic. 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 And as the limbs of the spirit of this horde disintegrate back into what you believe, what you hope, are harmless bits of gold, platinum, jewels, and the air settles and you all have a moment to look around as you're standing at the top of this tower amongst more wealth than you've seen or imagined in your life. All of you can feel the ambient magic in this horde. And it's kind of intoxicating. And it's going to be interesting to see what you do with it. But that's for next time. For now, we will leave you all standing, except for one last thing. Who's going swimming in the gold? I think Bernie, right? Julia, the player, wants to swim in the gold. Bernie, the character, does not. Carlton, the character, will. I need, I need to know, for those who are swimming in the gold, how do you swim through the gold? However you do, it works. Because it's magic. Well, Carlton like, thinks that it's gold first and that he can't just dive into it. So he starts shimmying left and right. <laughs> so that he slowly sinks down to his neck. And then he starts kind of parting the, the gold and swimming through. Kind of like a little sand snake. That's actually kind of adorable. I love that. It's slow, but very steady and surprisingly quiet just because you're like breaststroking through. Travancore, how about you? I think Travancore is going to try and show off as much as possible. Every kind of like fancy swim or like racing swim or fancy swim, even though Jack the Player cannot actually swim in real life, uh, Travancore can. Wait, for real? I'm going to learn one of these days because I'm going to have kids running on the water, but I haven't learned yet. The man came with us to a water park. It didn't tell us this. Listen, just because he can't swim does not mean that he can't 
float and doesn't know how to, you know, bob in the water. There's, there there's a little bit of a difference. There are pools that the slides empty into. <laughs> and and obviously he knows enough he, in order to. It was to... fine, obviously. Exactly. It's he lived just... this long. Also, that's the fun of D&D is you can say, I know nothing about this, but my character is an expert. I love that that is the cliffhanger ending for our adventure. <laughs> Jack the player can't swim. That's what everyone finds uh, out. Bernie, Bernie finds out that the, the Travancore's god can't swim. <laughs> and is sitting there going, but it's, you, what? You, you mull over this as you watch as Travancore, like a dolphin, through the coins just having a blast. Uh, we know that Bernie is is not partaking. Uh, Jonathan, uh, are Jonathan you? flies up 20 feet because he's still flying. And then like he does a spinning, like he makes himself spin in the air like a drill bit as he whirr, drills into the gold. And gold goes flying everywhere. It, Jonathan, as you drill, there's a moment where you're going a little slower than you expect, than you uh, would love to, because you're like, well, I'm going to hit the bottom. You know, it's like when you don't know exactly how deep the pool is, and you keep going. One more thing. Shadow is going to paddle in there a little bit as well. And Travicor oh. is going to throw up, like, uh, on, like, a wad of, ca- of, like, paper bills. Like, maybe there's paper money in this pile for some reason, because, you know, weird things, weirder things have happened, right? And then... Promissory notes are a thing. Yeah, yeah, and then Shadow's going to catch, like, a salmon. <laughs> see, see, Bernie sits on Coco Snoot and is, like, about to check Coco Snoot so he doesn't go driving, and Coco Snoot just sniffs and looks at her and says, Wealth is the devil. As Shadow dives down and comes back up, for a moment, you're like, how did he actually find a salmon amongst this? And then you realize he's found a gold-plated statue of a salmon just <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Would you not say it's ruby-crusted to match the colors? You know what? You look at it real close, Travancore, when he brings it to you, and you look at it real close, there's just these really fine rubies giving it that that salmon-ish glow. And that is where we're going to pause. And the next time we get together, uh, we're going to find out what the Heralds of Greenness are going to do with their amazing wealth and maybe the next couple of years of their lives. I mean, after they shower because swimming money is filthy. You know what, though? Magic. Right. For some reason, (laughs) all this money, pristine weekly. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from StabbyQuest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.